Bitcoin Brief. How to buy Bitcoin successfully. First of all, I would stop what you're doing. Make sure that you first figure out where your storage should be for your cryptocurrency. Then uh, you need to figure out your buy method. Then your sell method. I would advise you invest a tiny amount at first, just a very small amount. Test to make sure your storage, your buy mechanism and your sell mechanism all work. And then once you've established that, I would go on to research the exact currency that you want to invest in to make sure that you are making the right choice. Then I would invest no more than you can afford to lose entirely. Let's start first of all at um, the different storage mechanisms for Bitcoin. So you may have heard of a couple of different types of uh, wallet. A hot wallet versus cold wallet. So let's go through what that means. A hot wallet is something that is connected to the internet um, that can be, it's very liquid, so you can transfer the money in and out of it very quickly uh, just with a username and password, something like that. That's a hot wallet. Cold storage or a cold wallet is uh, something that is offline, air-gapped from the internet, so no one has access to it but you. This can be as simple as a piece of paper with a particular set of words on it, this could be a print-off of a QR code or something like that, of a private key. You could then put that in a safe at home or in some secure area, such as like a safety deposit box at the bank, for example. That's cold storage. So that's the difference between hot and cold. The trade-offs, of course, being that a hot wallet is liquid, but it's less secure, whereas a cold wallet is very, very secure, but it's it takes a little bit longer to get money out of it, certainly. Okay, and so there, there are also software wallets and hardware wallets. A, a software wallet would be anything that's like an app, whether that be on a website, it could be downloaded and installed on a desktop or a laptop, or it could be on your phone, whereas a hardware wallet is a specific device designed just to store private keys for cryptocurrencies, and then your Bitcoin is stored on that device, or rather the private keys that access your Bitcoin are stored on this device and very, very secure. Uh, the difference being that software wallets tend to be free. Hardware wallets tend to be something in the region of $100, something like that. Again, it's a trade-off. Hardware wallets are more expensive, but they are more secure. Uh, theoretically, it's more difficult to get a hold of them. Whereas if you're just wearing a, uh, using a software wallet, then if there's something wrong with the software, um, it could leak your private key. And if your password is bad on the website, for example, then technically someone could just hack in and spend your Bitcoin. Once you've decided what level of security is appropriate for the amount that you would like to invest, then that sort of defines which storage method you're going to use. So we can move on and talk about your buy method. So there's a couple of ways to buy Bitcoin in the UK right now. You can either buy from a friend, which is something I advocate, especially if it's your first time. You could buy from an ATM on the street or in a store near you. If you Google Bitcoin ATM, there'll be maps so that you can find out where the closest one is. You can go on a site like Local Bitcoins and find an individual who you can hand cash and they will give you Bitcoin. So this is kind of like the friend option, but it's someone you don't know and you've got to rely on the reputation score within the website like local bitcoins or another option would be uh, Abra, an app-based uh, local bitcoins type thing. Uh, you can do that or you could use a uh, large online exchange such as Coinbase uh, or you could use Bitstamp. So all, all of these companies tend to be for us in the UK 
associated with uh, banks outside of the UK, like um, I think the Isle of Man is the closest one, and that would be Coinfloor. Uh, but there's also um, exchanges that are based in Germany, uh, but I think their banks are still based in like Estonia or Latvia. Uh, that's just because the banking laws are are better for them to be able to do that. But they're still within the SEPA area, so they can do European fairly fast transactions, but the transactions can be expensive. The way to make that decision is based on whether you uh, n whether you want to purchase Bitcoin anonymously, in which case you would have to either find someone who will not take your identity and you can hand cash to uh, through local Bitcoins, or Coinbase, for example, you would need your passport or your driver's license, which links you with the transaction, which is perfectly fine for most of us. Uh, some people are more privacy conscious and they don't, they may well be specifically using cryptocurrency to avoid um, being tracked by governments or um, whatever. So if you're worried about that, then certainly I would avoid using things like Coinbase. If you're a fairly standard civilian and you're just kind of interested in investing in cryptocurrencies merely for us as a way to boost your income, supplementary income, uh, through savings, then um, I would advise using something like Coinbase. That's the easiest option. Uh, there is one more method. You can, but if you're very serious about security and anonymity, you can use a decentralized exchange. Um, so BitSquare has become BISQ, uh, B-I-S-Q, and um, there, there seems to be an increasing volume of exchange happening on that decentralized exchange. So this is reminiscent, uh, if you're old enough to have gone through the torrenting craze uh, back in the 90s and noughties, then, or probably the noughties actually, then you'll be familiar with BitTorrent. So it's a peer-to-peer -peer network of people for file sharing. So the decentralized BISC uh, is the same concept, but as an exchange. So there's an exchange protocol and um, the software recognizes other clients using the same software. They talk to each other and what you do is rather than using a company as an arbiter, um, you use other individuals um, on BISC as arbiters to reduce counterparty risk when you're exchanging um, Bitcoin with someone because Bitcoin transactions happen and they are forever and you can't reverse them. Whereas bank transfers, you can reverse just by citing fraud there's some counterparty risk to sending people Bitcoin when you don't know whether they might reverse their bank uh, transfer. The idea with that is that you have you need some third-party arbiter, and with Coinbase, that's the company, but with BISC, that is a third party that you is randomly assigned by the software. So it's an interesting one. It's a good decentralized, philosophically speaking, that's what we should be using. Practically, it may still be easier to use Coinbase because there's a higher volume and you'll probably get a better price. But um, if you're in cryptocurrencies with the philosophy side of things, I highly recommend uh, BISC because the more people that use that, the better the service will, will become. So you've sorted your buy method. Now you need to make sure that you know how you're going to sell. So for example, Coinbase allow card transactions to purchase Bitcoin just with a debit card or a credit card. Um, what they don't allow is for you to sell to that same credit card. Now, the company Circle used to do this, but they've stopped dabbling in Bitcoin altogether, as far as I'm aware. Certainly, they've stopped dabbling in the exchange functionality. So you, you need to make sure before you buy anything that you are actually able to convert back to your local currency. And so that's certainly a consideration before 
uh, you start. So in the UK, the options are Coinbase do allow you to sell, of course. The way you can do that is through a SEPA transaction, uh, which does cost some money, like £6 or something like that. It does take a couple of days sometimes, although some people have cited that it happens really quickly. Uh, for me, in my experience, it's taken about six days. Uh, be aware of that and be aware that, that um, it may cost you even more than that, sort of £30, to move your money into Coinbase via SEPA just to verify the bank account in the first place. So that could be quite a costly way to do things and it's certainly not ideal for a small amount of selling. I can recommend another site, um, Bitbargain, for selling uh, simply because they use uh, bank transfers, the UK's faster payments, and they have a, a good method for ensuring escrow. They do the arbitration if there's any dis disputes. So that's really good in that it puts all of the checks and balances on the seller, which is in line with any future potential regulation. So for example, they, they make sure that you adhere to UK regulations in terms of being a money transmitter. So if you want to sell more than 10,000 euros worth of Bitcoin, they will ensure that you have gone through the procedures. They will advise that you collect the photographic ID and address verification of anyone that you send that much Bitcoin to. Uh, so if you're selling to someone, you know, 11,000 euros worth of Bitcoin, or let's just say 12,000 pounds or whatever, then you need to get their photo ID so that you know who you've sent that money to, because you would be technically a money transmitter at that point. Uh, that's essentially to stop uh, money being laundered in this way so that you can't just send to some drug dealer or a terrorist or something like that. that that's supposedly why that law is in place and to some extent uh, Bitbargain helps you adhere to those rules to make sure you don't get yourself into legal trouble. So that's one method of selling. Uh, you could again look for ATMs near you and another method would be to load a prepaid debit card or a prepaid credit card on any number of card services, um, like Zappo, for example. Uh, there are many, and I will put the links to all of these recommendations uh, in the description of the video. So you can buy, you can sell. Next, what you need to do is test to make sure that your storage, buying and selling methods all work. So however you've decided um, to do all of those things, um, go ahead and purchase your first Bitcoin, yay, for like, I would recommend something like £10 so that it's not so small that you're being eaten up by fees, but it's also not so much that if you lose it, it's a big deal. Test all your methodologies, make sure that you can get it into your storage, get it back out of your storage. Um, make sure that if your storage has any uh, uh, seed for recovery, if you lose the hardware wallet, for example, make sure that you distribute the seed to trusted parties in case your uh, hardware wallet gets stolen or if you break it make sure that you can recover it by contacting friends family lawyer maybe uh, stick some credentials in safety deposit box or something to that effect test everything make sure it's foolproof make sure that you understand the type of address that you're to expect with whatever cryptocurrency you're investing in make sure you don't send the wrong address make sure you've figured all of that out make sure all of your passwords are secure Make sure you've got two-factor authentication on all online accounts. Now you are ready to start investing in Bitcoin. Now that you're ready, it's important to establish that there are multiple forks of Bitcoin. You've probably heard this in the news. There is Bitcoin official, there's Bitcoin Cash, there's Bitcoin Gold, 
there's Bitcoin 2x. Um, there could be any number of forks out there that even I don't know about that's been forked here, there, everywhere. And it, frankly, it's, it's forking more than I can keep a track of at this stage. There's also Ethereum and Ethereum Classic, all sorts of forks of Ethereum. There are thousands of cryptocurrencies available for you to invest in. A good way to find out which ones are popular would be uh, googling the term uh, cryptocurrency market cap. So that'll tell you how much has been invested in a particular cryptocurrency globally. So what the entire cryptocurrency is worth as a whole. That's an important thing to know because to some degree they are competing. There's some currencies are not competing right enough. They do, they perform different tasks but often cryptocurrencies, altcoins as they're sometimes called, are competing for that same market of people who want a storage of value and a payment mechanism. Uh, some of them are uh, anonymized versions of Bitcoin have been forked, for example. The reason I'm advocating doing your research before investing is whichever cryptocurrencies you choose to invest in, and of course you can spread your investment across many of them, you are, to some extent, you are voting for that currency to be used. It's a free market for currencies, which is an ideal, so long as the market is an informed one. Uh, if, if lots of people who are uninformed are investing willy-nilly in cryptocurrencies to try and make a quick buck, which may be the bulk of people, then what we could have is market failure, whereby the market chooses a cryptocurrency that isn't necessarily sound, simply because it has been producing the largest amount of profit because it's the most hype. So to some degree, we're selecting for investment vehicle at the moment, rather than selecting for um, a good sound money uh, and a good currency and a good payment mechanism and a good store of value. So that's an argument we could have and I'm sure you can give me your opinion in the comments. The really important thing in my mind is that you do your research and you invest in the cryptocurrency that best reflects your principles, uh, your uh, understanding of economics and the functionality which you require of a currency. As long as you do that, you can't really go wrong. Certainly I would advise looking into Reddit, r slash cryptocurrencies, look at our Bitcoin, look at our BTC, look at a whole range of them uh, to make sure that you've got a good understanding of the whole currency space before investing significant amounts of money. That way you won't be too worried if the price fluctuates, which it will, because it's very low market cap in comparison to the rest of the world economy. So the, the price goes up and down to a huge extent in virtually all cryptocurrencies. If you believe in that philosophy, if the price goes down a little bit, you're not worried because you believe in that currency. You believe that it will have utility in future. And to some degree, that's what I advocate. Uh, invest your money in the, pol the monetary policy that you believe in and you can't really go wrong. And just a final note, what I don't advocate is bragging about how much money you made with Ethereum or Bitcoin investments, how much you made last month because Bitcoin Cash went through the roof. I, don't, I certainly don't encourage you to do that because essentially what you're doing, if you think about it, is uh, letting people who are around you or who can see your profile on social media, letting them know that you have cryptocurrencies. And what that will do is draw attention from hackers, not that they can hack Bitcoin from your hard wallet, but simply to socially hack you. 
in terms of they may be able to find out who you are, where you live, what your bank account details are. And if they know that you have lots and lots of cryptocurrency profits, then you become a target for crime. And uh, obviously, that's not something you want. So uh, I wish you all the best of luck in your cryptocurrency investments. Uh, just make sure that you share your success in that market uh, with friends and family only uh, and advise people with a little star saying, not investment advice. Bitcoin Brief.